Hi guys, I'm Nora. I'm G. I'm Izzy. And I'm Kirby. And today we are going to be discussing the different opinions surrounding cancel culture. What even is cancel culture? I've heard the term used a lot here and there, but I never really understood what it meant. I guess the easiest way to put it is that as the use of social media has become more popular over time, especially within the past couple of years, the power of each individual user on those media platforms has also risen like comments on TikTok videos or Instagram posts. So if someone comments, their power lies behind their ability to comment and call out someone on their behavior. And more importantly, these comments rally others to do the same. A comment might seem super small, but a lot of times, and I can even speak from personal experience, seeing what other people say can easily sway your mindset. Oh yes, I definitely see what you're saying there. Sometimes I see a TikTok and someone does something that throws me off a little, but I don't really think that much into it. And then I open the comment section and form such a strong opinion based off of what other people are saying. Yes, exactly. Cancel culture plays off of that exact reasoning. Cancel culture is basically the practice of summoning a large group of people with the goal being to generate accountability for a controversial action. For example, if someone on TikTok were to post a video lip-syncing a slur, someone would comment their disdain and others would like, sub-comment, etc., in order to show their opposition as well. This is meant to result in the creator thinking, rethinking their action and hopefully sparking change. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But is cancel culture really a good thing? It sounds kind of toxic and harmful. But if I got canceled, I'm not sure if my first response would be positive and that I'd immediately try to better myself. Yeah, also, can a bunch of people telling someone what they're doing wrong create a real change? I feel like it's not that easy. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but there are actually many benefits to cancel culture. First, cancel culture isn't always just about comments on TikTok videos or Instagram posts. It can instead be very empowering and give a voice to marginalized communities when the justice system fails. Huh, I hadn't thought about that. But how can cancel culture be that broad? And when does it actually help marginalized communities? I think the best example of this would be the Me Too movement. Sexual violence is where the justice system has failed us. More than two-thirds of sexual assaults go unreported, and that number is even higher for college students. Even then, 97.5% of perpetrators even reported to the police will walk free. The Me Too movement allowed women to call out their sexual abusers and seek justice without a justice system. I definitely see how this could be beneficial to criminally underreported crime, but what even happened to the men accused? Well, by the end of the first year of the Me Too movement, 429 people faced 1,700 allegations of sexual misconduct, one of them being Harvey Weinstein. His allegations had been in the media for decades, with the first appearing in the 1980s. Now, he has been convicted of third-degree rape and first-degree criminal sexual act, finally a sentence for so many harmed. But is this always the case? Even with the Me Too movement, statistics of sentencing of perpetrators of sexual assault haven't increased. This is where cancel culture works. Even though the movement only resulted in seven convictions, 201 men lost their jobs in just the first year of the movement after public outlash. After years of complaints by women being swept under the rug, powerful men were finally held accountable. Cancel culture created a type of social enforcement that was similarly powerful to the enforcement of the criminal justice system. Wow, I hadn't really thought about it that way. I suppose you could say that this would be an enforcement of the social contract in Rousseau's mind. For Rousseau, we all join together in the body politic, or some single being, in order to enjoy freedoms and live a better life. When someone's actions go against the will of the collective, the body politic enforces that individual. In this instance, these men have broken the social contract by infringing on someone else's bodily autonomy, and so they are held accountable by the collective. 
That's exactly right. And in this case, the public outlash permanently affected their careers. But this doesn't just extend to the Me Too movement. In many ways, cancel culture is a new form of the boycott. When a person or company does racist or discriminatory things, people on social media will band together to stop listening to their music, reading their books, buying their products, or other things like that. It also makes companies more aware of the statements they put out to the public. It may be kind of a hectic means of holding people accountable, but it's a useful method for when political means are exhausted. It places power back into the hands of the people. Even one of UVA's own professors, Meredith Clark, a professor of media studies, called it like a breakup and a taking back of one's power. I definitely understand where you're coming from, but you have to admit that this form of enforcement can be dangerous. You're right, it can be. The influence of social media on politics, social hierarchies, and trends has grown exponentially over the past two decades, but more recently in the past two years. And we are more frequently seeing the impacts that cancel culture can have because it is used commonly to regulate power, popular influencers, micro social circles, or people in positions of power. But isn't it a good thing? It's important to call people out if they're in the wrong. It's a helpful way to learn and can help contribute to a more positive culture. There are many examples of cancel culture contributing to positive, necessary change, like you explained with the Me Too movement. However, due to the intensity at which people can get canceled nowadays, the offender may end up feeling ostracized, alone, and like everyone has given up on them before they have time to apologize or learn. When this happens, the willingness to actually learn from the mistake and better themselves diminishes significantly, or in some cases, altogether. In these cases, the canceling doesn't benefit anyone and can end up doing more harm than good. Yeah, I agree, but maybe the benefit of cancel culture is not within the actual act of canceling itself. Rather, constant knowledge that it's important to watch what you post with the constant threat of being canceled. I guess you could compare it to the panopticon. Yes. In The Birth of Prisons, Foucault focuses on self-regulation in the sense that someone could always be watching. Foucault discusses juridical power and discursive power, honing in on ideas of law, monarchy, and self-regulation. This translates into cancel culture because many are afraid to post opinions or speak up in fear that someone may attack them from the opposing side. In a way, the intrinsic fear imposed by cancel culture is a form of self-regulation, but can also hinder important conversations from happening. Would a bunch of people correcting you on something not be the biggest incentive to change? We all want to be accepted by others. You would think so. However, with masses of people telling you you are in the wrong, the most instinct instinctive feeling is to become defensive. Canceling a person may encourage them to continue their behavior in order to protect their ego or reputation. It seems counterintuitive, especially if their reputation is already ruined to the people looking in. But the person on the receiving end typically won't see this. One would hope that the intention of cancel culture is to help contribute to a better society as a whole, but the reality of the act typically doesn't seem seamlessly align with the hoped result. Cancel culture teeters on a very thin line of being helpful and detrimental. Okay, I think I now have a better understanding of the whole idea of cancel culture and what the positives and negatives can be, but I'm struggling to see how cancel culture can connect to the idea of enforcement. This can be a tricky concept to think about, but the main idea is to understand that cancel culture is a method of enforcement. It's not enforcement in the traditional sense by policing, prisons, or the state, but instead a product of social norms. In the philosophical sense, people either are held accountable by the body politic and Rousseau's social contract, or they constantly fear that they are being watched and adhere to Foucault's idea of self-regulation. Okay, yeah, I get that. I feel the constant watch of all other social media users is always a strong way of enforcement. When enforcement gets out of hand, there are grave consequences in which some argue that takes enforcement way too far. 
There may be instances where enforcement can be taken too far to a point where it doesn't allow for any natural growth, like when someone gets canceled, as it honestly is a lot when a large group of people are against you. More so, some people even try to get canceled because of their large spark in popularity it causes. For this reason, cancel culture as a mode of enforcement can be stagnant or even dangerous as it has the ability to cause harm. Our generation is unique in that we created an online culture that insists on holding others accountable for their actions, no matter the consequences for the other person. The benefits, as well as the drawbacks, are both really extreme, so part of me believes that there must be a better way to hold others accountable and insinuate change. Yeah, that's true, Izzy. I also disagree with it. For example, a lot of people cite separating the art from the artist, like Kanye West recently tweeted something extremely anti-Semitic, but are people going to cancel Kanye West? I doubt it. Also, cancel culture ignores mental health issues in the backgrounds of people. I don't know. I don't agree with cancel culture, but I'm not sure what the alternative is either. I think cancel culture is a really complicated topic. There are definitely lots of positives and negatives that come from the idea of cancel culture, but I think overall, as society depends more and more on technological advances, the consequences become even worse and worse. I think I disagree. I understand the downsides to cancel culture, but I think it can sometimes be the only way to hold powerful people accountable when the justice system doesn't work. I will admit that what Nora says is true. Cancel culture doesn't always work, but that shouldn't be a reason for people to hide their voices. God, I hope I never get canceled.